joy, peace, tranquility, vibrancy, and wellness. Isn't this what you want instead of constant stress? That's what host Rochelle Lawson is going to help you with on Blissful Living. There are many ways to reduce stress, some you may not even know about. Doesn't a little peace and tranquility sound like just what you've been looking for? Relax for a few minutes with Rochelle. She's the queen of feeling fabulous. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Blissful Living. This is the queen of feeling fabulous, Rochelle Marie Lawson. And I am so happy to be here with you this afternoon. Um, Hope you are having a wonderful day. Today's show is titled Beyond Career Success, The Keys to Fulfill, excuse me, Beyond Career Success, The Keys to Full Life Satisfaction. And so um, if this is, you know, career things are um, piquing your curiosity, you want to make some career changes, or you think you might need to make some career changes, or you want to explore some, or you want to find some keys to help you to do that so that your life is fully satisfied in a way that you've always dreamed and desire, or you just want to have a more fulfilling life and you want some tips that might be able to help you do that in the process, you can fulfill your career successes, relationship successes, or apply the information to any area of your life. If any of this has piqued your curiosity, then um, you want to stay tuned in. And I will tell you more about the guest in a few minutes. But first of all, I want to thank our sponsors for tonight's, excuse me, for today's show already fully advanced into the nighttime, you all listening. So before um, I get any further into the Blissful Living segment today, I want you to be in a place where you are able to relax, uh, sit back, maybe grab something to write with and something to write on so you could take notes, and maybe grab something you'd like to drink, maybe tea, coffee, cocoa, water, whatever, um, you feel is going to hydrate you while you sit here and just enjoy blissful living, um, I would like for you to do that now. And with regards to the sponsors of the show, the first one is the Health Healing and Wellness Company. You all know them at healthhealingwellness.com. And they're a holistic uh, natural wellness company, and they have programs and a ton of information to help you have improved health, well-being, energy, sleep better, eat better, lose weight, uh, be able to have messes of the day without becoming challenged or stressed mentally, physically, emotionally, or spiritually, or if you just want to be the best that you can be with regards to your health and well-being, your mind, body, and spirit, then check out the Health Healing and Wellness Company. Pick up some of the free gifts that they have and really Embrace the information because it's there for you and it's there to help you be the best you can be as you travel down your path to bliss. So check them out at healthhealingwellness.com. The next sponsor for today's show is All Day Cable Incorporated, and they are a telecommunications installation company that's been located in the Silicon Valley since 1990. What they do is they install the backbone of networking and the way we do business today. So if you need voice, data, fiber, 
wireless systems, passenger information display systems, speaker systems, video, audio, any of that kind of stuff, you want to check out All Day Cable Inc. because make the right connections, and then make the right connections the first time, which saves you a ton of money when it comes to your telecommunications network distribution projects or just your backbone of operating your day-to-day telecommunications. Check them out at alldaycableinc.com. Again, that's alldaycableinc.com. And checking out and visiting our sponsors, you will not Regret it because there's good information in both arenas um, if it's something that you're looking for and what they do. Now, let's get on with today's show. Today's guest is Dolly Garlow, and she is a registered nurse, and she has a Juris Doctorate, which is really cool. She's a nurse and an attorney. So you hopefully you got that piece of paper and something to write with because you're going to want to take some notes. And so um, I want to ask you or put this out. Do you, everything that's most important to you after working hard to build your career or business, do you have everything that you envision when you set out to build your career or your business? Now, many people reach a point professionally when they are ready for something more new or different. Work may be going well, but something is missing. They've worked hard to build a successful career business, but beyond that and family, there has been little time for much else. Any of this sound like any of you guys out there? Um, It's the struggle to find that elusive work-life balance, and I hear that a lot. And what if it's not really about balance but about full life harmony? Because when you're in harmonic flow – Everything flows as it's supposed to. Now, Dolly Garlow is a former critical care registered nurse and attorney and a board-certified coach. She works with people who are longing for greater fulfillment in work and life and ready for a significant change of direction, but aren't really sure how to make that change happen. And this occurs around mid-career when contemplating early retirement or after reaching financial independence from a significant event like an inheritance or insurance settlement, divorce, new marriage, or selling or stepping away from a business or professional practice. So if any of you guys out there listening and if any of this is resonating with you, you might be at that age where you're thinking about retiring early or you have something that you always wanted to do, but because of um, responsibilities and you've got a career started early, you stayed in that arena, but now you're thinking about maybe it's time for you to do what you really want to do instead of doing what, you know, you just kind of fell into or, you know, you have some life changes that happen. You divorced or you got newly married or you got new money or you hit the lotto, whatever it may be, you definitely want to stay tuned and check out what Dolly has to share with us. And so right now I just want to say to you, Dolly, welcome to Blissful Living. Oh, thank you so much, Rochelle. I'm happy to be here. We're very happy to have you in I just want to um, talk a little bit about you being a critical care registered nurse and um, having a Juris Doctorate. Uh, What led you into the career of nursing? You know, it's funny because when I started college, I wanted to be a theater major. And outside (laughs) influences uh, 
assured me that I would be better off with a career that I could have as a day job and make money and not risk, you know, going down the theatrical route, which, you know, it turned out to be a great choice. I loved being a nurse. Um, I'll always be a nurse first. I loved critical care. Um, But it wasn't necessarily what I wanted, and I think that sort of sets the theme for the rest of this because a lot of us move forward in careers because somebody else recommended something. And often that happens at a young age before we really know, and so we listen to these outside influences. And sometimes you find that that career ladder is leaning up against the wrong wall. And eventually that's what happened to me. I mean, I... It wasn't until I went to law school. I went to law school because I wanted to give back more to the healthcare industry. I wanted to take what I knew from working in the healthcare industry and help other healthcare providers. And I did that, and I built a really successful um, healthcare law practice. But I realized it's so much different from healthcare. It's healthcare is healing, and law is very conflict oriented. Mm-hmm. You know, I just realized sort of midway through my career, I'd practiced law for 16 years, that my career ladder was really leaning up against the wrong wall, and I wanted to do something more creative and developmental and constructive and educational, and I just was tired of the conflict. So that's when mm. I practiced law and moved on into the coaching profession. You know, what's interesting is... Um I can relate with, you know, what you're saying because sometimes we do fall into and we may be superb at doing it, but it's just something we fell into. It wasn't necessarily something that we wanted to do. And so um, my nursing career was kind of that way as well. I just kind of fell into it. I had started a business at the same, uh, the same year I became an emergency room trauma nurse. And I mean, I, I, yeah, I'm one of the best emergency room trauma nurses in the world. I know that. Um, I was really good at it. But um, it was something I fell into kind of, it wasn't something that you know, that I had my, my, you know, when I was a little kid, oh, I want to be a nurse, I, you know, I want to take care of people. That wasn't it. It was just something I kind of fell into, an opportunity came my way, and I took advantage of the opportunity, never thinking that it would lead me to become a registered nurse. And um, and so it's, it's just kind of funny. And even with my first business, I just kind of fell into that as well. So um, I totally get what you're saying, but this, it's about point- you – <laughs> and at some point, Rochelle, you want that to be more of a conscious process, right? So, right. It, it, but you're involved in these things. You've been doing them for a while. You don't really know what else is out there. And what what I found with a lot of my clients is they don't realize after they've been working and progressing in that career, maybe starting a business, whatever they've they've done, they don't realize that all of those things are transferable skills. Right. And take a look at how to repackage all of that and repurpose all of that along with their values and their interests and the things that they really love to do. And I so didn't know true. how to do that either. I mean, I, you know, I just realized one day I am not in the right place. I don't want to do this anymore. Um, I don't know quite how to get out of it. I don't, you know, know what else is, what, what my other opportunities are. Um and so I, you know, I was as, as stuck as anybody. And so I had to work right. through that myself and figure out how to do that. 
And then as I started coaching, I I found that I was attracting clients who were going through the same thing. Mm-hmm. With with regards to that, because um, you 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 mentioned a couple of things, but with regards to that, um, what were what were some of the top I guess the top two things that people would say to you that were that were in that I like to say hmm because I say we travel down our own individual path to bliss so maybe that we're we're at a crossroad in their path you know what was what were some of the things that you heard um, that became a common theme among people that are in that position? Well, I think the phrase "been there, done that" you know comes up. Uh, I've I've been doing this. I've I've done it. I've learned it. Um, you know, I've been around the block a few times with this, and I'm just really ready for something else. But I don't know what it is, and I don't know how to take what I have and, you know, translate that into something else. Hmm. So did you ever get people that um, – because I know a lot of people that are – doing a job or in a career that they've been doing for a while and they do want to do other things but you know the the pay that at the job or the career they're in is is really really good and they kind of need that to survive so there's a fear of letting go of that then it's them not being certain about you know well I want to do this and I want to do that or I have this interest in this and that um, but how do I even get started? You know, how do I even take that step forward? I hear that a lot. Or, you know, um, whoever is their support system in their life is a little apprehensive, especially if it's someone that's, you know, going out to start a business and they've had a job or a career for a long time. They're be as supportive or on the same wavelength as, you know, as an individual. What do you say to those people or how do you help them to see the um, next step for them with regards to making the, this decision at their crossroads? Well, first of all, in, re- in response to what you said about that little voice saying, oh, you know, don't make a move, you've got this good job, the money's coming in, that to me is the voice of wisdom. And, you know, there's all kinds of programs and, and, you know, consultants out there who say, just make the leap. Just, you know, make the leap and the, rose will ri- the road will rise to meet your foot. And, you know, that's like, that feels like jumping off a cliff. And so I don't yeah. tell And that's not necessarily true. <laughs> right. I don't right. advocate that people do that. I think it's important to have a plan. First of all, clarity about where you're going, and and that's the first step. Get clear on what you, what you want to keep, what you're ready to let go of, what interests you, where you want to go. So that that clarity of of going there before you start, and then you know taking going through a process to really discover all that, and then creating a plan to get there. And when you have those two things, then you have the confidence to actually move forward in that direction. And I don't advocate a leap. I advocate, um, you know, putting it all together, finding, you know, that new thing. It's a process. You know, it's not a destination. It's not a leap off a cliff and you land somewhere. It is a process like climbing a mountain. But if you go with the right guide and you go with the, on the right path and you go through the woods and up the hill and, you know, you have somebody belaying you and, and giving you, you know, the rope, showing you the rope, so to speak, 
um, you can get there, and you can get there a lot faster than you would on your own. Um, and that's what I didn't have. So, mm-hmm. you know, hence when people came to me, that's what I helped them do. And what I've tried to create in the practice that I have now is a process to help them get that clarity, create the plan, so they will have the confidence to put it in place and actually get where they're going and do it quickly. Hmm. So, um that that I mean that sounds really good and I'm sure people out there listening um that are really plugged in 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 this particular space in their life right now um ears are perking up because you know you did mention a couple things with regards to getting clarity and then creating a plan is there any one uh specific thing or any one tip or technique or ideal you could share with the listeners that you know, on how or something they can do to gain that clarity that they need to be able to proceed forward. Absolutely. One of the things that we start with is to do an, a personal inventory. You know, it's it's really important to know where you are at this point in your life because, you know, every decade things change. You might be at the midpoint of your career. You're not where you were when you started. You maybe don't want to be where you are now. You want the end of your career to look very different. Um, but take stock of of who you are and what's important to you now. And, of course, there are all kinds of, of assessments and um tools and resources that you can use to do that sort of thing. You can find them on the Internet. There's plenty of books written about that that kind of thing. I have gathered the ones that I have found to be most effective over time um, that I use with my clients, but that's the place to start, to really get clear on what you value, what your interests are, what your skill sets are, um, and which ones you most enjoy, because I think when we really enjoy something, we put more heart and passion into it. And mm-hmm. what I find when I'm doing that work with people, Rochelle, is that some of their best skills are the things that they do so easily and come so quickly to them that they think they are no big deal and this isn't important and it isn't, you know, any right. great thing. And the truth is that's your gift and you have it and it's easy for you because that's how you were designed. It is not easy for someone else. You know, what you do and what comes so easily to you, other people just look at and go, oh, I have no idea how to do that. I don't want to do that, right? I mean, you you said you were the most professional ER trauma nurse, right? Not Mm -hmm. a lot of people can say that. And I was a great, you know, intensive care unit nurse, too, and I really loved it. Um, And there are all kinds of transferable skills in there to take a look at in terms of what you're going to do next. But sometimes you just think, I love this so much and it's come so easy to me that, number one, it can't be important, and number two, uh, it can't be useful anywhere else. And both of those things are wrong. It is that it is important, um, it is significant, it is wanted and needed in the world, and you can translate it into, you know, a different way of doing those things and do what you enjoy. And you know, position that way. 
Yeah, I, I think you, I mean, just what you said with regards to uh, knowing where you are um, and taking a personal inventory of, you know, what what you have with regards to your gifts in the world and having the wherewithal or the the time to really dive in and just sit in, sit down and, and write, just write things out about what you do, where you are, what your skills are. Um, and you can make it, I guess, create a little simple little exercise or, you know, someone can connect with you and, and, and go through the process with, with you. But I think taking that personal inventory is important because if you don't really know where you are and what you have, it's like being in a car and not really knowing what, kind of car it is and what type of gas it takes. So you can't really get too far on any in any direction if you really don't know where you are and what you have. And so I, I think that's a great stepping stone and starting point. So you guys out there listening, you might want to, you know, if you're in this position and you're at a crossroads with regards to, you know, what you want to do next or what you want to do now, so to speak, um, you might want to take hint that taking a personal inventory might be a great place to start. Now, well, with regard Michelle, this is the kind of work that you do as well. And you know, I think it can be really helpful for people to understand that when they're doing that and they're getting started with it, there are other people in their lives who will feel uncomfortable when you start talking about making changes. Especially mm-hmm. if you're in a good job and you're bringing home a good salary and they're, they worry about, well, everybody worries about change, right? So having yes. an independent, third-party, objective person like a coach is really helpful to go through that process with because they will support you. They will question or challenge you and and help you get really clear on your decisions. I'm sure this is, you know, what you do as well. Yeah. And other people like your best friend or your spouse or partner or other members of your family are going to want to keep you safe. And usually that means keeping you in the same place. And don't change because we're threatened by change. We don't want to see anything bad happen to you. And and you'll get resistance from the people closest to you rather than support, which is Mm -hmm. what you're going to them for and hoping for. But because they're afraid for you, sometimes you get exactly the opposite. Yeah, it's like it's like putting um it's like sprinkling water on your fire, so to speak. It's it it is really interesting. Oil. The people that yeah, the people that you think is going to be most supportive not always comes out to be the most supportive. They actually sometimes tend to be the most negative and most deterring um people with regards to you taking move forwards that are uncomfortable for and they, them. They may mean well. Mm-hmm. You know, it's they're they're concerned for you. They want to keep you safe, but very often that's what it translates into. Just mm-hmm. telling you to slow down, don't make any changes, don't make any waves. You got a good job, you got a good salary. You know, just stick with it. And there's something in your very soul saying, "I am ready for something else." Yeah, if I stick with this another day, I'm going to vomit, you know, yeah. Right, and and that brings up an adage that I love, and that is I want to help people so that they're running headlong towards something rather than fleeing from it. 
And there's a, you know, you might be going in the same direction at the same speed, but the energy around making those moves is very different if you're running toward versus fleeing from. Yeah, you know, it's it's funny because we just I'm going to give them a visual an, a, analogy of that. So remember when we were all little kids and when kids played outside, <laughs> we yeah, would be out, you know, on the grass, you know, and you'd be playing kickball or whatever. And you're out or you know, when remember when kids used to fly kites? I mean, that was really big when I was a kid. You'd be out there and you're just running on the grass in the big grass area and you're just running carefree, fancy and laughing and happy and jovial and just, you know, whatever came your way was okay. It's just beautiful, right? That's running to what you're trying to achieve, as as Dolly was saying. And then there's the other where you're walking down the street in your neighborhood and the neighbor's big dog gets out and it starts to chase you and you're booking and you're running in fear because you don't want to get caught by dog. Well, that's the other, you know, it's like, it's, it's like, you know, where would you want to be? You know, if you stay stuck with where you're at because it's comfortable for other people, eventually that big dog is, you know, going to get a little bit closer and a little bit closer. And for me, the way it works with regards to what I do is that's going to cause internal stress and cause internal problems with regards to your mental, physical, and, you know, emotional well-being. Um, For you, you know, you're going to get these people and they're going to be dealing with, you know, all kinds of issue with regards to taking that first step. So Dolly shared some good, you know, good points and that, and that, um, gave us is, is perfect because that's what we should be doing when we're walking and traveling down our path to bliss. All of our paths are unique and they're individual and they're ours. And that's what we should be doing. Yeah. There's going to be stuff that come up, but we should never be, in essence, running from with fear. We should always be running with positivity and positive energy because that's what begets more positiveness and stuff in our life. Um, and that's well, Dolly, why we want to take small, calculated risks. Not yes. big risks, not jumps off the cliff, not the things yeah. that, you know, scare the living, <laughs> you know, whatever, daylights out of you. Um, but small, calculated risks so that you're, they're easily correctable. You take a step, oh, that didn't work. Now we can work through that and see why didn't that work and what do we need to change to keep the progress going in the direction that you want to go. Yeah, yeah. And that, I mean, that... I want that, to say about fear, though, um, yes. I'd just like to throw this in. Sometimes the discomfort that people feel um, isn't... Uh, about change isn't as uncomfortable as staying with the familiar. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. And I like to say that discomfort, that little bit of discomfort that you feel when you're moving away from the familiar is a good thing. It's like standing on the welcome mat to the door of opportunity. And you get to open the door and look in the room. You don't have to step off the mat. You don't have to go through the door yet. You can stay comfortably, look through the door, you know, take your time to make sure that you're taking the right steps and making the right decisions, and then make small steps into this new room. So it is um, because you're moving into the unfamiliar, which may actually be more comfortable 
than the familiar that's really dragging you down. Hmm. Yeah, that sounds nice. I mean, I can see that, you know, and I know about the uncomfortability um, that actually feels good. It's kind of like when you're working out and yep, you do a new, exactly. you do a new exercise and you work, use some new muscles and you're like, ooh, I'm not really liking the way this feels. But the, I'm gonna. But eventually, you start liking the way things look, and you start look you start looking forward to that uncomfortable feeling in your muscles because you know it's doing something good. Of course, not pain or anything that, you right. know, is an injury or anything, but you know what I'm saying. That's, Just that, that that's a great feeling. analogy. Mm-hmm. That's a, you know, so, um, so if you are out there listening and, you know, some, and what we're talking about is bringing some stuff up for you where, you know, we, you know, you went from happy to fearful to, you know, uh, ambivalent to really wanting to step forward or you're ready to have personal inventory done. It's just making you think more about it being an okay thing to do for you to make this change. Stay tuned because um, we're going to share, Dolly's going to share some more about um, the process and in the crossroads that we all um, experience at one time or another in our lives. So now, Dolly, you know, you have, we talked about a variety of things, particularly, you know, uh, that uncomfortable feeling, the, you know, need to have personal inventory to see where you are, um, taking a step forward, surrounding yourself with people that are supportive, but not necessarily revealing what you may be doing um, and not being prepared to hear some of the pushback that you may have, you know, or or being able to share what you want to do and um, know that you may get some pushback is probably a little bit more accurate. Um, yep. With the people that are, they've decided, okay, I'm just going to go forward and do it. But I'm at this this challenge because at my point in time that I've been with my company um, and my age, so to speak, I can take an early retirement. And um, I, you know, want to be able to leverage myself, but not really sure if I should take the early retirement, um, leverage myself or wait or, you know, work part-time and and not take my retirement. You know what I'm saying? They're in this, like, they can take, they can retire, they can do the early retirement, but they're not really sure if – if they retire, that they want to tap into their retirement. Um, and so they're pretty stuck because I guess um, one part is holding them back and the other part is propelling them forward. So they're they're going in opposite directions. What What would you suggest or say to these people to help them get back into a whole state so that they can proceed in the directionary path that's right for them? Yeah. Well, first of all, I want to talk a little bit about retirement because I think the way the media portrays retirement is um, there are a lot of misnomers in it. Uh, First of all, retirement is primarily, first and foremost, a financial consideration. So if someone's reached the point where they can take early retirement, it means that some kind of benefit package has vested that they are you know they are allowed to now tap into that take that they may step away from a job that um continues to produce generate income for them or 
um, you know, that they walk away with a lump sum or certain amount of benefits. Retirement was never intended to mean that you don't work, first of all. The way the Department of Labor in the United States has defined retirement, it's working less than 40 hours a week, which for some people in corporate jobs or professional careers sounds like a cakewalk compared to <laughs> right, the number of hours right. that they're working now. So working less than 40 hours a, a, a week and deriving a portion of income from uh, a benefit plan, your a pension, uh, your investment, your savings, um, not your not necessarily in your entire income. Now, to contrast that with what what we mean when we talk about true financial independence, financial independence is when you have a source of income that is not derived by your labor, so not by your activities, that covers all of your living expenses. When you have a source of income that doesn't require your labor, so no earned income, but passive income, investment Mm -hmm. income, something like that, and it covers all of your uh, living expenses, you're essentially financially free. Now, both of those situations are great situations to have, but you still have to do something with your life. You have to be engaged. You have to know what kind of activities you want to be involved in. And sometimes that's tough because if you're stepping away from a workplace, work gives us a whole lot more than just remuneration. It it does more than just pay us, give us a paycheck. It gives us a community. It gives us a sense of status, not in an egotistical way, but we have a role to play. We have a, a definition. We have a title. It gives us um, time management. You know, we have to structure our days in a certain way because work takes up this part of it, and then we structure these other things over here. So there are a lot of benefits to working that when you don't need to work because you have income coming in, um, you still have to replace those things to get to, to feel purposeful and have meaning in your life. And it might be mm. volunteer work, it might be part-time work, it might be building a business. Um, I've I've worked with clients, for example, who came out of the service, uh, government service or the armed forces, and they come out with their retirement. They're getting this, you know, regular income. They still have to now translate that into civilian life and who am I now and what skills am I bringing and where do I want to be involved, how much do I want to work. Maybe if they want to build a business and they never have, there's some skills they need to learn. So the thing about early retirement and whether to take it, again, it's helpful to have a plan because that early retirement is going to give you the financial bridge to go from where you are to someplace maybe completely different, and you have the luxury of having that financial security or that financial independence. But you, it, you know, where do you derive meaning and and purpose in your life, and what are you going to do with your time, and what kind of communities are you going to be engaged with? What kind of issues do you want to uh, focus on and pursue? Um, because leisure is only one aspect of full life satisfaction. Right. There's actually eight different areas. But the thing about leisure is full-time leisure is no longer leisure. 
Leisure is a break from the other things we do. Mm-hmm. And so what are those other things? Because if those other things are leisure, then you need a break in a different way <laughs> from that, or it's not leisure. Right. And so that's why I think work figures most prominently into all of these kinds of changes. And like I said, work might be volunteer work. It might be work to generate income. It might be starting a business um, that you do because you love it, not necessarily because of the income. It might be starting a business that produces a lot of income. They're not tied together anymore. And, And when you reach this place of either financial security or financial independence, this is beyond career success, right? You get to um, give your gifts and be engaged and be influential and make an impact and do what I call separate your business from your profession. So your profession oh. is that thing that you do, that work that you do, that value that you add, the way that you're engaged because it means something to you and it's important to you and you enjoy doing it. And the business is the finances. You've got the finance part handled. You've got the business of your life handled. So now you can really pursue your profession, which might be very different than the work that you did to right. make money. Right. And, you know, it's it so not, true. But, it, but could it, be. it could be or it could be a spinoff of what you used to do. It's amazing because I do know people that have retired early and, you know, have had come into good fortune or however you want to put it and um, have you know, things that from all sorts of those gamuts, such as, you know, it was a spinoff of what they used to do. So they got engaged in, you know, their own entrepreneurship with that um, because it was something they, they used to do. They were comfortable with it, but they were able to do something just slightly different and do it their way. They were do able to their put their way, stamp mm-hmm. do it on their terms, terms yeah. not on somebody else's schedule. Yeah, exactly. And so there are a lot of options there mm-hmm. and a lot of things to look at as you're, as you're taking this inventory and creating this design and then creating a plan to, you know, bring it about. And if you can have, again, the plan and having looked at all of these things, as you go from where you are to where you want to be, you're going to be, you're going to have more confidence in, you know, actually taking the trip. Now, I, now, I do want to add one thing because yes, go ahead. For, a lot of, for a lot of people at this mid, maybe to late career point, um, they might have uh, the need to wrap things up before they can move in a new direction. So we're entrenched in a career, we're entrenched in a business, maybe somebody owns a business, right. they've been in a professional practice, maybe they have partners. Um, they, they know what they're doing, but you, you have to, you have, for example, here's my own example. When I left the practice of law, I had built a successful law practice. I didn't want to just shut it down and liquidate right. it and not have it continue to add value. I didn't want to tell all my employees to hit the road. They had to go find new right. jobs. I didn't want to <laughs> tell my clients who had come to depend on the way that I delivered services that they had to go find another you know, another lawyer. Right. So I wanted to sell the practice. But I didn't know how to do that. I mean, I'm a, I'm a lawyer. I know how to practice law. Um, I know a certain amount about business at this point because I've built a successful practice. But this is a venture into un- – this is part of the unknown territory, unknown territory. of what right. comes next. 
And so sometimes you have to make a plan to get out of where you are, and we call that succession planning and exit planning, depending on mm-hmm. your circumstances, before you can actually make that move. And you want to do it in a way that you don't burn any bridges and that you bring along with you the resources and the relationships that you built up to that point, and you're able to take all of that forward with you as well. Yeah, that you know, that's really good information with regards to just, again, you guys out there listening, it all falls back to really having a plan. The plan, you know, you've heard this throughout the show, is is a very important thing. And the reason why she keeps mentioning the plan is because that's where you have to start. If you don't have where you, you know, something written down as to what you want to do, where you are, what you want to do, how you want to get there – it's not going to be possible for you to achieve success like you want to and and like you deserve to. So the plan, having a plan is very, very important. And that incorporates all of the things you talked about with regards to retirement and exit. You know, do you want to sell your business? Do you want to exit that career? How do you, you know, I'm sure Dolly helps her, her clients with how they do that. What's the most appropriate way to figure out what to do with regards to that? How to use their retirement as a strategy and a tool, not necessarily as um, a way saver. How to uh, live a life of leisure and still be fulfilled with being important and valued in life uh in your in your social life with regards to what you do and social includes your career um your professional your job the people you work with um but still how to have that balance and that harmonic flow even though you may not be in that career anymore and you've ventured off on your own and with regards to harmonic flow how would you say, because I know, and I opened up the show, it talked about a little bit about regards to, or that you work with people that find the life work balance elusive. How do you, how do you help these people now that they've got this plan and they really want the harmonic flow between, you know, implementing their plan and still having fun with regards to living their life? How do you, or what do you suggest for these individuals as to how they take a step forward with regards to doing that? Well, what I want what I want people to know and understand is that there's research on all of this, and um, research tells us that there are eight key areas to address for full life satisfaction, and at mid career and later. When you've been around the block, you have experience, you have a certain level of mastery, you have these transferable skills, this is the best time. You know, there, there, a couple of years ago there was an article written um, particularly for women that said why women still can't have it all, right? And it, this isn't about having it all because, number one, where would you put it? You know, you can't have it all. <laughs> You can have a family, you can have a career, you can have all of these things. The other thing is you can't necessarily have them all at the same time. Time. Life is a process, it's an evolution, it unfolds. But when you reach this sort of mid-career point where you have the career experience and if you've had a family, your kids are grown or at least they're independent enough that you now have the time to start looking at other things or at some point that nest is going to be empty and you and your spouse are going to, or partner are going to be looking at each other and saying, now what, right? 
it's helpful to to figure out not how to have it all, but how to have your all and what your all includes. And so you can go back to looking at the research that tells us what are the eight key areas to really look at. So when we're putting the plan together, rather than just looking at career or looking at family or looking at these things independently, we Mm -hmm. look at all eight areas. Because hardworking, accomplished people in business or professional practice, they've probably only had time to focus on maybe two or three, work Mm -hmm. and career, family, and hopefully their finances. And they've earned and saved and invested and put that stuff away. So they reach this point where they have those resources that maybe early retirement, maybe financial independence, whatever it is, even if it's just enough financial security to feel like they can make the change. At this point in life is when that stuff starts to show up. Um, And so achieving the greatest personal satisfaction requires harmonizing those things, work, family, and finances, with health, because we know, and you know as a nurse, that health, we don't maintain it unless we give it some focus. And the older right. we get, the more we need to focus on that. And, and, you know, vibrant health is what gives us the opportunity to go forward and do different things, you know, in the decades to come in life. So mm-hmm. health, personal development, where else do you want to grow? Life is about growth. Life is about learning. All of that stops at some point, but until it stops, it continues to grow. So personal development. And then we talked about leisure. What will you do with that additional time off? There are lots of ways to experience and express leisure. This has to do with maybe where you live. Maybe you want to make a move. Maybe you want to downsize. Maybe you want to have, you know, an urban apartment where you can lock the door and go and not worry about having to mow the lawn and take care of the house. I mean, there are a lot of things that go into those decisions around leisure and how you spend, you know, the time when you're not working. And and then there's friends, Remember them? <laughs> we used to have friends who we played kickball and flew kites with, you know? Right. This is a, po- a point in life where you can now develop new friends. Well, how do you do that? Where do you find them? You know, a lot of us develop our friends at work. And then, you yeah. know, we work with them and we socialize with them. And when we're no longer working in that setting, what happens to those friendships? And how do you really create a vibrant you know, friend community. And then Mm -hmm. the last area is contribution. Giving back, taking your resources and your time and your talents and and your money if you have it, you know, philanthropy. There are lots of ways to make a contribution, to give back, and that's a very enriching part of life satisfaction. So where will you do that? How will you be involved in your community at the local level, maybe the national level, maybe even a global level where you get the opportunity now because you have the time and you have some resources to make some changes in your life and really, um, you know, explore the, the area of contribution as well. Mm. So those are very those nice are parts of the plan and harmonizing those what what that combination of things is for you Rochelle is going to mm-hmm. be different 
than it is for me and every other person. So that's what I mean by harmonizing all of that. And then if you're in relationship, you have a spouse or a partner, you each look at all of those things, and then you're able to better communicate it with each other and say, this is what's important to me now, that I want to include this, and you know what the other person wants. It's also easier to take all that information to your financial advisors, your estate planning attorney, your, you know, the other outside professional advisors who are going to help you make all this stuff happen. Right. If you can bring that clarity to them, then they can more effectively help you. Wow. That's a lot of information, you guys, with regards to um, obtaining that harmonic flow between life and, and work and having that balance and also having that balance when you step into the crossroads of wanting to make a change and do something just a little bit different than what you've been doing um, with regards to your career and your professional life. So lots of lots of information with regards to helping you to be ready to take that next step and move forward. Now, um, with regards to having a plan and, you know, having a focus on, you know, what my next step or what the next step for me, meaning those listening as well, um, is or can be, how would someone... Um, how would someone get assistance or what should someone look for when they're looking to get assistance with this process? Well, I think it, I always think it's helpful to, to look to find someone who's been there. You know, if, if you are looking to sell a business, work with someone who's done it. If you're looking to make, you know, a career change, look at somebody who's done it. Um, I am an advocate for professional coaching, um, as I'm sure you are, because uh, I know that coaches are trained to help people figure out what they want and, and how to get it. I mean, that's really what coaching is all about. It's partnering with other people to help them fulfill their greatest aspirations and goals. And mm-hmm. it would be really helpful to have somebody who is trained to do that with you, but also who has some of the background and experience doing what you are looking to do. Mm. Key I think that can right be there. really helpful. Yeah, I agree. Um, I I totally am with what you're saying with regards to having someone who's walked the shoes that you're trying to walk in um, is in your corner or as an advocate or someone to bounce things off of or someone to work with um, is a great step um, for anybody looking to make the transition while they're at their crossroads. Now, with regards to you and what you do, can you share with the listeners, um, wait, before we get there, is there any last words of wisdom with regard to what we've been discussing today um, that you want to share with the listeners to just maybe pique their curiosity just a bit more with regards to you and what you do? Well, I just want to say two things, really, in response to that. One is that most people spend more time planning a vacation than they do planning a truly exceptional life full of what's most important to them. And 
so I think that's something to consider. Life planning and, you know, creating this, this plan based on everything that's important to you and doing the inventory and um, really putting some time and effort into understanding all of that for yourself and then getting the support to help you get there. Because, you know, pretty much people can get whatever they want. Um, regardless of their circumstances, there are ways to get what's most important to you. If someone else has done it, it's doable. You know, you may not be able to uh, go to work at NASA and become an astronaut, but we now have private space exploration. You, know, right. you might reach a point where you actually can uh, strap yourself inside a rocket and, and orbit the Earth if that's something that's important to you. So there are there are ways to get wherever you want to go, but you've got to actually put some time and effort into um, planning for that. Um, the other thing that I think is really important, you know, and in the process of doing all of this, remember that, obstacles will inevitably get in the way. Whenever we start moving in a new direction, at the very least, the universe sends us new information. We take a step, we get some feedback. You know, that's just a law of physics. Um, and it's best to be prepared for them. Know kind of what your obstacles are going to be or how you're going to respond to those obstacles because it is not if but when and what you're going to do to address them. And, again, that's why it's useful to hire a guide to help you, someone who can be a sounding board, who can help address the questions that come up, because it's the questions that very often stop us, right? We make this decision, we think this is the way we want to go, and then we start questioning. Right. That didn't work out. Oh, maybe I didn't really want this. But in, unless you have a sounding board or a place for feedback or someone you trust, a trusted advisor, it may just stop you right in your tracks and you never keep going and you never get to that you know, place that you really want to go. So those are two things that I think uh, are really important for people to remember. So now if there's anyone out there listening and they want to get in contact with, with you, how would they do that? Well, I have um, a couple of uh, easy ways. One is just a five-minute little assessment that I've developed. Um, it's called the New Directions Quiz uh, for anybody who's looking to move in a new direction. So they can go to newdirectionsquiz.com, and there's just it'll take them five minutes to work through uh, an assessment, basically that talks about these various areas of life fulfillment and kind of where people are on the scale, get them thinking and considering where they are now. It will give them some ideas about where they might want to build in something else, where they might want to make a change, where there's more that they want to experience. But they'll get, you know, to assess where they are right now. And then the other thing, um, if they – if they take the quiz, uh, this this offer will come to them. But if they're if they know that this resonates with them and they'd like to explore it further, um, 
I would like to offer them a complimentary consultation with me that's designed to help them identify their best next move at this point. It's mm. not a coaching session because it's not something I'm not I'm not really coaching them to do anything yet, but it's an opportunity to take a look at where they are and then just identify the best next move, whatever that might be. And if if that involves you know, finding out more about what I do and if I can help them, we can talk about that. If not, I can refer them maybe to other resources. But that's, um, they can apply for a new directions discovery session. And the way to get that is to go to dollygarlow.com. That's my name, dollygarlow.com forward slash invitation. And just apply there on that, on that page online. Um, it's a $400 value. If they apply and they qualify based on that application, just a little short, you know, few questions application, um, they can set up uh, a, a discovery session with me, and I'd be happy to offer that to your listeners. Perfect. So there you have it, listeners. Dolly Garlow's offered to you with regards to, you know, going and getting that assessment, doing her um, New Directions quiz at newdirectionsquiz.com, and then possibly being able to take advantage of the invitation every session um, at dollygarlow.com forward slash invitation. And if this is something that you've been thinking about doing for a while, then go ahead. It doesn't hurt. I mean, it's free. You know, you'll get a little bit more information about you in the process. And so I want to thank Dolly for being a guest on Blissful Living. Thank you, Dolly, so much. It's been very um, informative and very intriguing with regards to talking about this topic because I know um, this comes up for people, and I don't think I've ever had anyone on Blissful Living in the last seven, eight years um, that I've been doing the show uh, that has talked about this. So thank you for sharing your words of wisdom with us. Oh, I, my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, you're very welcome. And to all of you out there listening, I want to thank you as always. Without you listening and sharing the show, um, we wouldn't have been able to be around for as long as we've been around. So thank all of you. And please do share the show. If you know somebody that is experiencing some transitions with their life and they're at a crossroad and, you know, they may want to do something different than what they've been doing for the last however many years, then please share the show with them or share Dolly's information with them because um, they won't be disappointed and they'll be always thinking very highly of you for helping them in a way that you're not projecting your uh, maybe fear-based thinking with regards to stopping them in their tracks as they want to move forward with their transition and their path to bliss. So please, please, please share the show. And then I want to thank our sponsors, the Health Healing and Wellness Company at healthhealingwellness.com and All Day Cable Inc. at alldaycableinc.com. Thank you for being sponsors of the show. And again, you guys out there listening, please check out our sponsors. They have some wonderful things for you free stuff and so I know people like free stuff especially if it's really useful um, and with that being said this is the Queen of Feeling Fabulous Rochelle Marie Lawson and until next time may you be tranquil healthy and well and live a life of peace and bliss take care everyone and chat with you soon 
You can find out more about Rochelle on her website, Rochelle Lawson, R-O-C-H-E-L-E Lawson, L-A-W-S-O-N, or at healthhealingwellness.com. Or just click on her websites from the webtalkradio.net page right in front of you. And of course, you'll want to come right back here next week for another episode of Blissful Living. Thanks for joining us.